Hey world, welcome to another episode of the Monologues Podcast. Today I am sitting with the wonderful Yanni Brown, who is an amazing relationship expert who um, has inspired many couples to be the best of who they are. And she's inspired me in so many ways. We've known each other for a long ass time. Sorry for swearing, but it's real. Um, but I hope you get to enjoy this time with her like I did. So listen in and enjoy. This episode is brought to you by Soul Food Soaps. Check them out at S-O-L-F-O-O-D-S-O-A-P-S.com. Bar for bar, every bar of soap sold, a bar is donated to children in Kenya. Soul Food Natural Soaps sells seven different natural soap types, as well as nut-free lotion, lip balm, aluminum-free deodorant, body, foot, and hair care. These amazing products are recommended for all skin types, but especially great for dry bumps, eczema, and scaling skin. Healing starts with the skin and moves its way to your soul. That's a quote by the owner, Lily Curry. So check her soaps out and enjoy this episode of the Monologues Podcast. Um, so welcome to another episode of the Monologues Podcast. Today I'm sitting here with Yanni Brown. I know I know her as Yolanda because I've known her for 20,000, 50 million, gazillion years. That's not even a number or a word or whatever. But this has been my girl. We worked together. I think we met in advertising um, when we both had kids that were babies. Babies. And now um, she has a baby having a baby. I'm not going to call her the G word, though, because, you know, we're not ready for the big G word. Um, and her, so her oldest is, what, 20, 25? 25. And her youngest is 17. Soon to be 18. Oh, my God. Um, so, yes, we've known each other for some years now. At, at the very least, 17 years. Jesus. Yeah. When you put but it we're in, not old. No, we're, we're too cute to be old. Stop playing. So, um, but welcome. Welcome to the monologue. Thank you. I'm finally here. Yay. Yes. <laughs> so, um, I, Yolanda Yanni, um, <laughs> as she is known to the world, has is an inspiring entrepreneur. She, the 17 years I've known her, she's been working and hustling to create this brand. And right now it is called Making Love Better Together yes. with the word T-W-O. It's not the number two, but it's the word two. Um, and it's a, she's a relationship expert. She's a relationship counselor. She helps couples be the best of who they are going to be together. Yay. Is that is that about right? It's about right, but it's weird that, mm-hmm. that we're having this interview because I actually cultivated, like I had to, you know how people say, well, what's your pitch? Give mm-hmm. me your 90-second pitch. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't pull it together in 90 seconds. So finally, I said, okay, everything that I've been through mm-hmm. brought me to, okay, well, what do you really want to do with this brand, this business? Mm-hmm. And it became really simple. I want to teach women how to better love themselves mm-hmm. and understand the benefits of that. Mm-hmm. And then once they are you know, loving on them, then being open and letting go of the bitterness so that they can be loved and share that love with someone else. And mm-hmm. then once they have the someone else, there's the making love better together part. Ooh. And I was like, wow, is it that simple? And I was like, yeah, that's all I want to do. I don't, I don't want to help you with that other part of your life. I mm-hmm. just want to focus on that because I believe that when you love you, you're clicking on all cylinders. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, And you, I think you've been doing this long enough that you've create, um, gotten enough data Yes, um, from doing, um, uh, you've done workshops, you've done uh, parties, 
can I talk about the parties from sure, previous? Sure, you can talk about yes. the parties. <laughs> Toy parties. <laughs> but I think that's really about women being comfortable with their sexuality and Absolutely. being comfortable with themselves. And I think you did great with that, too. Just because... I still do those. Oh, really? I do. But what I did was because people started calling me the toy lady. Mm. And if you've ever been to one of my parties, you know that it's way more than just that. So I just Correct. put them under workshops. So I have uh, Brideworks 101, which is what every bride needs to know before saying I do. So I kind of, I sneak it in. Mm -hmm. So it's like, okay, I'm going to tell you we're doing this, but then I'm really going to tell you how to make your relationship better. So the idea is generally just to to just have have us having conversations about the realities of what happens in relationships. And the, the... Brideworks 101 came about where I looked at the core ingredients to why marriages failed, Mm -hmm. did the research, of course, and put some numbers behind it and said, okay, let's figure out how we can combat that. And I put it into a workshop and just slid a few toys in with it that that goes with the couples. To make it fun. To make it absolutely, yes. And I think that's really good, too, just because it gives couples um, an open door and a safe space to share what they really want. Absolutely. And, and, and no pressure. It's right. like, oh, there's no guilt. Well, let me take all the guilt. You want to learn how to do this? Right. Sure, I can teach you. Look what I brought to the table. Right. <laughs> Look at these cute little things. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> love it. Okay, well, see. So let's get back to those kids that you sometimes make when you make a love yes. better together. Um, you. So you've got two of them. Yes. And we, like we said, so your oldest is 25. 25. And your youngest is 17. Um, what is your favorite thing about each one of them? That's changed over the years. Mm-hmm. Uh, so my favorite thing, I'll start with the 17 year old. It, it's my favorite thing, but yet it drives me absolutely nuts. Mm-hmm. She's so independent and so mm-hmm. herself, you, she will not budge and it drives me nuts. So she's not going to change who she is. You're not going to define her. And because you're this it has nothing to do with her that. And like I said, I love that about her, but it drives me nuts in the same. And her name is Nia, uh, and she goes by Nia on purpose. And I love that. Um, And for a long time, I was like, okay, I don't know. I don't know. But she just was like, no, I know who I am. You just don't know who I am. And then she started showing me, and I was like, oh, oh, okay. She will not let you be politically incorrect. Um, she will not let you uh, bash anyone, not on her watch. Mm-hmm. And she's just this well-rounded person who stands true in her virtue. And, and it's mm-hmm. like, oh, and she will not bend at all. So I, I love that, but it bugs me at the same token. Because mm-hmm. when it comes to housework and chores, she's never liked doing dishes. <laughs> never has. Still does not. I so we we still fight about that. Mm-hmm. But But it's... She doesn't like the stuff in the sink. So you see how weird that is? But it really does go back to when she was a baby where she didn't like touching things that were dirty. So I get it, Mm -hmm. but it drives me nuts. She needs a dishwasher in her life, I guess. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Mm. She definitely have to have those amenities in Mm -hmm. whatever it is that she does. Mm -hmm. So, and the oldest one, uh, she's my bounce back girl. Like nothing's going to bother her. Nothing's going to get to her. But then it also bugs me, too, because I know from my experiences, there's only so much stuff you can put in a closet before the closet door is bulging and all of a sudden you're having this meltdown. Uh, so while that's more like me, then then I care to say yay about. Um, but like I said, yeah, those those are the things, the resilience, the bounce mm-hmm. back, 
so yeah, so while it's like, oh, those are all parts of me, they are parts of me that I know, oops, if you're not careful, you can... Right. Yeah. It's like towing that line. Yes. Like just stay, stay in the good place. Stay, stay in the there. happy stay place, there. please. Yes. Um, okay. So besides being a mom, and I think we shared a little bit in the beginning, who else is Yolanda? Who else is Yanni? Uh, <laughs> funny you should ask that question. I um, have been challenged mm-hmm. ever since the layoff. And then, you know, I thought at first, okay, cool. Layoff is good. I'm a member of the Six Brown Chicks. We just, this, just did this thing on the Oprah Winfrey Network. And wow, amazing is about to happen. And yeah. then when none of that happened, I was challenged on who am I without the chicks? Who am I aside from? And are you really sticking to your core values of relationships? Because, you know, you're on the red carpet, you're in VIP. And Mm -hmm. so there was that, that tug of war struggle of who are you for real, for real, not who you want others to perceive you to be or who you're pretending to be, Mm -hmm. but who are you? And is that in alignment with your assignment? Which was, Mm. it hit me like a ton of bricks, like, wow. I'm not in alignment. Like, I haven't talked to anybody about relationships in a while. Mm -hmm. So when you asked me a question like that, it made me go, huh, yeah. So what ended up happening was I was forced in a position. Mm -hmm. We won't say who it was, but God had a lot to do with it. Yep. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Uh, Put in a position where I had to ask for help. I had to be the girl who didn't like asking for anything Mm -hmm. to become completely uncomfortable and stripped from all that I thought I knew to having to ask for things that I needed. Mm. Um, but that also made a major shift in my life in terms of who was really in my life for a reason, a season or a lifetime, or who would just, who was just in my life for the accolades. Like, right. like people want to be in your presence when they think you have something to give. And mm-hmm. I had nothing. So I didn't have any other choice, but to get to know me because, you know, there's no cable, so you can't hide with the movie. And so it really was one of those things like, okay, for real, you're about to get up close and personal with you. How you feel about that? And I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I was fine with who I was, but I wasn't fine with who I was becoming, which was scary. And so when you ask me, who is Yolanda Brown? Uh, Yolanda Brown and Yanni Brown are very much connected. And it took me a really long time to be okay with that. But what I had to come to closure with with what is what I give is what I deserve. And for a long time, I didn't think that those two matched. So getting to know me meant knowing my worth for real and then acting on it, you know, because it's easy to talk the talk. Yeah, I know this and I know that. And I'm going to tell you this. And yeah, I'm going to share that. But the reality was it wasn't in alignment. I wanted a good relationship because I talk about good relationships, Mm -hmm. but I wasn't accepting of a good relationship. You know what I mean? So. I I had to get in order and that's not always the pretty picture that people want to paint. And I was going through some shift and that shift was high. I I understand that shift. So, so getting to know me was saying, okay, if this is who you say you are and this, if this is who you truly are destined to be Mm -hmm. in your purpose with this brand, Mm -hmm. um, then you need to become that and becoming that required some quiet time, some alone time, some get to know you time. And, Really look at people for who they were as opposed to who I wanted them to be. I can dig it. Yeah. And that also required you to look at yourself as to who you were. Yeah. In that moment. Yeah. Versus who you thought you needed Absolutely. to be. Absolutely. And, and because I had I, nothing to give, so I couldn't be anything anybody needed mm-hmm. me to be. But your stripped down version of you. Yes. And so you're, when you said earlier, you said something about 
you had to accept Yolanda and Yanni as being the same person. So yes. you're because Yolanda is your person, but Yanni is your persona. Correct. Right. So it's just now connecting those two worlds. It's like, oh no, this person is feeding my persona and this yes. is who I am. Yes. Okay. And and not to get it twisted. Like the persona affords you the opportunity to be the voice mm-hmm. of so many women who can't say the things that you that's needed to be said. Mm-hmm. So it was it, it was it was honestly accepting the gift and appreciating it as a gift as opposed to this is something that I just do. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I tell people all the time, there are things that we're good at. A lot of people have a lot of gifts, a lot of things that we're good at. Right. But when you talk about passion and you talk about purpose and you talk about being in alignment with something that you're destined to do, mm-hmm. it is truly a gift. And if you don't, if you treat it as anything less than a gift, yeah. then you have so many more opportunities to lose it. And not value it and not appreciate it. And then you look up one day and it's gone. And I, I I hate to use the late Whitney Houston, but her gift was amazing. Mm-hmm. And somewhere in the gift, she lost sight of it, didn't honor it, and no longer had it. And I, I, I don't want that to be me. I want, I don't know who I'm supposed to touch. Right. I don't know who I'm destined to touch. I don't even know how I'm supposed to touch them. That uh, sounds kind of crazy. But, <laughs> Making it a better But, <laughs> um... I want to make sure that when I say to a woman, love yourself, that I'm doing that, Mm. you know, because there's a reason why she should be loving herself. When I say to a couple, it's you against the world. I I really mean those things. So I had to, like I said, just, just be that in what I spoke. And how I, I know for me, you know, just, yeah, being laid off and that whole (laughs) shift, People don't talk about how hmm. that emotionally shifts. Forget about, you know, finances and what have you. That's one aspect of it. But how that shifts you so much and that really shakes the foundation of who you are. So the fact that you have come to terms, and that's why I'm so proud of you. And I just, I'm in awe of how much you've grown and changed and you do touch a lot of people. You, I'm, I'm always incredibly inspired by what you're doing. Um, but I, I know that how that shook you, you know, Ooh. and that really you have to truly rebuild your foundation. It's 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 so interesting thing. And I and I I only think people that are in our age mm-hmm. will understand this. When you've worked over half of your life, you've went somewhere every day from nine to five yep. or whatever time you go to work, and then you have nothing. No one prepares you for that. Yeah. And more importantly, no one prepares you for having to reinvent yourself completely. Yeah, there are classes. Let me help you build a resume. No, I need to build my life. Right. You know, and there's no, to me, I don't, I haven't seen a class yet that deals with that, um, that asks questions like you're asking, who yeah. are you besides your job? Yeah. Because that's really what it boils down to. I did this for 20 plus years. Who are you outside of that? Right. Because that will help with the reinvention. Had I had something like that, I don't think the transition would have taken as long or has been as unbearable. You know what I mean? Because traumatic. (laughs) Traumatic indeed, because no one tells you, yeah, there's a severance package and you could live a little bit, but what do you do with that time? Because the people you want to call, they're all at work. Right. So they don't have time to talk to you on the phone. Um, (laughs) And then what about if the position you worked at for 17, 20 years no longer exists? So no one tells you about that part of the the layoff or that part of the restructuring and reworking who you are. So yeah, it it is truly traumatizing. And you think about I just thought about the word severance. 
it's to sever something. It's to like cut when you think, right, and it's just when you think something's been cut from me. Mm. You know that that's something that's been attached to you for so many years is mm-hmm. now cut. So now it's almost this ghostly image. You know how people say when they've lost a limb or whatever, it's ghosted. It feels like it's still there, exactly. but it's not there. And you realize you're having to realize that you have to function without that limb now, mm-hmm. and having to that's traumatic. Absolutely. <laughs> so it's just. Ah, the whole world. We and this is a conversation that needs to go much deeper um, yes, when that's that a time whole comes because it's a whole other. <laughs> I'm like, wait, but you're up and standing and doing doing amazing things. So, thank you. Um, what would your mom or how do you think your mom would answer that same question about you? Besides being a mom, who is my who is Yanni? That's my get it done girl. Mm-hmm. No matter what she's going through. She's going to get it done. Mm-hmm. And she's told me this since I was a kid. I don't have to worry about you. Yeah. Now those other ones, the other <laughs> kids, <laughs> I worry about them. I, yeah. wonder, I worry if they're going to be okay. She said, you, I don't worry about it. She said, because no matter what, you're going to figure out a way yeah. to handle it. And you're not going to bother anybody. Yeah, you go and you call me and you blow off some steam. But you don't expect for anybody else to fix your problems. And most people do. So you, you're you more of a doer than I thought you would be. Now, that love thing, yeah. She said, um, and she, again, tells me this all the time, too. She's she's a faucet. She says, I can turn it on and I can turn it off. Hmm. But you, my dear, have never been like that. You have this big heart, and you just want everybody in it to love and everybody outside of it to love. And that's just how you've always been and don't ever change. So, so yeah, that's that's how she would see me. How do you think she sees herself besides being Miss Katie Brown? Funny you should say that. She mm-hmm. just turned 79. Happy birthday. Uh, and why does she say, I'm three score plus 10 plus nine? Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm like, who the hell does that? Your mom. So she's 79. I was like, so, f- of course, first I had to Google what a score was. Right. <laughs> uh, so that's 20 years. Right. And then she said, but I've had a very fulfilling life. She said, did I do always what I was supposed to do? No. Was I there like I should have been always for my kids? No. She said, but I got some great kids, and they're doing pretty good for themselves. I'm still taking care of myself. She said, I I can't complain about anything in my life right now. We just literally had this conversation. Well, and and she's a brilliant woman. And then we started talking about Kegel exercises, which is Ah. hilarious. (laughs) She's taking care of herself, like you said. (laughs) Handle it. Do do some right now while we're talking. I, I am truly my mother's child. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> you are. Birth, yes, 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 and yes. Um, how do you think your daughters would answer that question about you? Besides being your mom, who is Miss Yanni Brown? I honestly think they both think I'm amazing, emotional, and fussing all the time. Like, that's all my mom does is fuss. She come in the house, why are the lights on? Um, <laughs> but overall, I would think that sometimes I don't know what they think about me because mm-hmm. they go kind of quiet on it. But when I see how they perceive me with their friends, yeah, they think I'm this awesome person. Like of they're course. talking about me like I'm really awesome. And I'm like, who are y'all talking about? <laughs> you. I was like, oh, okay. So 
Um, yeah, I think they think I'm pretty awesome. Because you are. <laughs> I don't. I don't always feel awesome, but right. I, I, they're like, yeah. My mom is like, Google her. I was like, who? Your your mom. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh me. Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's cool because you know their friends. Some of them not me as friends as much, but Ariana's friends will definitely inbox me from time to time. Like, mm-hmm. Mama Brown. What do you think about such and such and such and such? And then they rattle off this situation, and, and that part is is nice because. That said that I poured something into them over those many, many yep. sleepovers that I made their parents <laughs> sign permission slips for. You did? I did. That's so smart. <laughs> because, you know, it's a lot of kids now, their parents don't know where they are. Mm. So I did permission slips in case of an emergency and everybody had to call their moms before. I'm all about that. Yeah. I'm all about that. I've had yeah, a few of those situations. <laughs> um, when was the first time you saw your mom as a woman? Is it not my mom? Yeah. Interesting. I've always saw my mom as a woman because she said early on, I am not your friend. We're not going to play together. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to get down with you on the floor with the dolls. Uh, so I've always seen her as a woman. I saw her as someone who went to work. I've seen her cry before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's a lot of where I get how I share with my girls from because she didn't hide anything. And I was just telling somebody this the other day when she found out I had sex for the first time, we became even closer. Wow. Uh, Because then she broke out the emotional parts of her and the sex is sex and it's emotional and it's this and it's these things. And this is what happens when this is. So she just opened up and unveiled so much more of her uh, Mm -hmm. probably around that time. So I would say probably around... 13, but I've always seen her as a woman. I have a funny story. So I've always been curious. Yeah. So she had on a skirt and I looked under her skirt. Because <laughs> I want to know if she had the same thing under her skirt that right. I had in my skirt. <laughs> and boy, oh boy, did I get the spanking of a lifetime. Oh. <laughs> Like, baby, what are you so, doing? So, yeah, I probably seen her as a woman probably way younger than... You're like, <laughs> I literally saw her womanness. Right, right, right. But no, <laughs> it was it was just that funny story. But she just, she did not play. And for a long time, I knew she loved me, mm-hmm. but I didn't think that she liked me very much because she was always a mom, always a woman, never the friend. We didn't become friends until I was good and grown. And what was that like? What was that? What do you think that first moment was like for you? It was a smooth transition, Mm -hmm. actually, into like every now and again, I'll slip out a curse word, but that's probably the only change, honestly. Mm -hmm. She's always been very open, very candid. um, And she'll go, Well, do you want advice or do you want me to just listen? And then she goes, Do you want the godly version? (laughs) <laughs> because, you know, I've always said my mom can cut you and you don't know that you've been cut until you look down and see the blood. Right. Uh, so she's always referencing the Bible in, in backing it up with scripture in mm-hmm. what's what. So it's honestly, I've, I, I've always had that open relationship with my mother. It's right. probably one of the things that I value most about our relationship. Mm-hmm. And what you said about Ariana's friends, like, you know, sending you messages and what have you. I think your friends do the same thing with your mom. Cause I know I've had some conversations with your mom. And it's funny because I know nothing about those conversations. Right. right. <laughs> I'm like, it's funny. I'm so serious. <laughs> and, and it happens more than probably I know about. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even my exes have called my mom. 
because that's just who what is she, what she born. She was yeah. just like, let's let's be open. Let's yeah. talk about yeah. this. I'm not the one that's going to judge you. I'm just going to let you know what's up. Yes, that Katie Brown. <laughs> Good old Miss Katie Brown. Um, in what aspect of your life do you feel you're the most authentic? Storytelling. Um, you know, it's funny when I when my publisher first said, "Okay, so I want you to write this book." I was like, yeah, okay, why you want me to? He said, because I'm sitting down and I'm talking to you. And it's like, literally, I just want to curl up on the couch and just listen to you mm-hmm. tell your story. Mm-hmm. And I think that's where I'm most powerful because nothing is barred. Uh, everything that comes out of my mouth is the truth, whether it's pretty or not. Mm-hmm. And you're going to get the version that, that actually happened. That's funny. It's like... I've never been good at lying because I'll forget it. I've always been very, very forgetful. I think I have ADD, but you didn't hear that from me. <laughs> but um, I think that's where I'm most powerful at is tor- storytelling because people can relate. I'll mm-hmm. say something and it's like, oh, that happened to me too, but nobody ever wants to talk about it. Right. So I'm the one that's that's going to open up that door and say, okay, let's talk about it. Rape is real. Yeah. Date rape is real. And you know, we don't think we... I, I thought I said no. I could have sworn I said no, but... Yeah, it happened anyway. Mm-hmm. And so now that you so freely, casually opened the door, yeah, mm-hmm. we can talk about it. Mm-hmm. So I'll put a casual spin on something serious yeah. just so we can talk about it. I can dig it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah you are. Because I, I, I really do believe that my story is connected to your story and it's connected to somebody else's story. Mm-hmm. And I wrote this in the book. We're meant to be helpers and healers. And if we don't, if we keep saying, why me, when me, woe is me, we can't help that other person that's waiting. Huh. Truth. So. So much truth. That's why I'm telling all my business yes, all the time. tell the business. Well, what part of your 20s uh, <laughs> has carried over into your life now? Is that a serious question? Because I think sure. the only thing that I've carried over into my 20s are my boobs, thankfully. Thank Lucky. Yeah. Um, That's awesome. I am so thankful that, not that there was anything bad in my 20s, mm-hmm. but I, I remember having this one guy that I dated. Um, we're still friends. Yes, I'm friends with all my exes. But this one guy in particular, uh, he said to me, stop giving away your love. Let people earn it. Mm-hmm. He said, because your love is amazing. And most people won't understand it. Not mm-hmm. now. They'll understand it later. Mm-hmm. And I didn't get it when he said it that many years ago, because this is over 20 years. So my 20s were filled with me giving away mm-hmm. my love, giving away my time, giving away my essence, giving away my me. Mm-hmm. So I, every experience that I've had in my 20s, I've relished in the fact that it's made me who I am today. So I wouldn't really take any of that with me. I'll just use it as the experience. Okay. So, but but definitely taking my boobs. Well, because well, because they're fabulous. Yes, thank you very much. <laughs> fabulous. Um, so, there's nothing in your twenties that you'd want to bring back now, is there? My credit. <laughs> in, in all honesty, I would love to have my twenty twenty when I was twenty. I would love to have that credit. That credit was. Whoo! <laughs> I could buy some things then. <laughs> 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 and, and sometimes my smile because I lose it. From time to time. Mm-hmm. But as far as like people in my 20s, no. I'm part of you. No. Yeah, you've, you've stayed. 
I mean, I don't. Yeah, I didn't know you in your twenties. I think I met you in your thirties. I mean, it, probably in my twenties, I was just as ha- unhappy as I was probably in my thirties. Like, mm-hmm. I spent a lot of time being who everybody else needed me to be and who everybody else wanted me to be. Mm-hmm. So it was easy for me not to discover my own happiness and yeah. who I was. So, yeah, no. Leave that all behind. Mm-hmm. Leave it. Leave it. I mean, there are people that I'm still cool with, right? But. I don't need to bring them all into my space. Well, yeah. yeah. And you've created nice little boundaries for them. Stay there. there I see you. Over there. <laughs> hey. Hey, what's up? <laughs> now long distance hellos are good. Right. Yes. Uh, <laughs> um, who do you admire? Wow, there are so many people I admire. Um, but from what aspect, though? Because I admire people for different reasons. How about um, in resilience and in the somebody who, somebody's strength? My mother. Absolutely, my mother. Uh, watching her raise six kids, and I'm the youngest. Mm-hmm. And when I say I'm the youngest, I have a sister, like my oldest sister, is like 15 years older than me. So I was the baby baby. And so watching her be the woman, the head of household, and rear two boys um, in a time where it's okay to spank your kids, because mm-hmm. now it's not. Not spank them, beat uh, them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, seeing that, you know how you see, sometimes you see your parents as super women or yeah. super men. Mm-hmm. That was that for me. And every now and again, she'd take off her cape long enough to have an RC, for you people, that's a cola. <laughs> No. <laughs> an RC cola and a liver sandwich, a, a ch- liver, liver cheese, that's liver cheese sandwich. Uh-huh. Yes. Um, with crackers. And that's, those are like the growing up moments that I remember, mm-hmm. like her having a hard day and then coming home and that was her reward for having a hard day. So resilience wise, absolutely. I patterned my life after my mom. That's a good, good one to pattern yeah. your life. Um, Okay, uh, so I would uh, really like to thank you for this. That was my my big. It's not my last question, but um, my next question is: Is there anything else that you'd want to share with moms out there in the world? Like your your last words of Can right, I curse? You can do whatever you want. It's a podcast. This shit is overrated. It, it, you, I've seen moms out there. They they have to have nannies because. It's overwhelming. It's overrated. It's underpaid. You get no vacation days, no holidays. And if you have a husband that is wonderlicious, meaning he actually does help out, mm-hmm. then you've achieved something great. But for those thinking that parenting is something easy peasy, lies, all lies. Uh, is it rewarding? Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Is it the most gratifying thing? Yes. Is it everything you see in the videos? Yeah, but it's some hard work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, my mom, she told me it was hard work. And, of course, we're going to do what we want to do. But it's it's definitely overrated because you don't get a break. So what do you do then? What's your self-care routine? Self-care is to find balance wherever you can. Um, Even if that means putting the kids to bed and you stay up an extra hour, even if you're exhausted, just so that you can relax. Mm -hmm. Find your balance. If it's a five-minute bathroom break mm-hmm. where the kids are beating on the door, find your balance. Because it, it was funny because I wrote in the book, my mom used to say, no matter what, keep something for yourself. Because mm-hmm. I would give it all away. Candy, cookies, love, you name it, here. Here. 
And I didn't understand what she meant by keep something until my cup was empty. And now I know what that means. And as a woman who is all things to so many people, so many, so many people, that balance is taking a little bit of you back and doing whatever you want to do with it. If it's burning crayons, burn crayons. If it's making up your face and then having to wash it all off 10 minutes later because you got to go to bed, do that. But whatever it is that gives you that spark, that smile, or whatever it is that, that makes you go, ah, Mm-hmm. Do that and then do more of it. And then the more you do of it, then you actually have that balance that says, okay, I got this. What's next? What's that for you? What's next for me? No, what is what is, what that? is my balance? What is your balance? What What's that uh, for you? Okay, so I'm weird. I like movies. Mm-hmm. So if I can get some time away to watch movies, mm-hmm. I'm good. I, you know, I, I don't have to go anywhere. I don't have to be anything. And then cooking. So... Since the layoff and since having to figure out my whole life, I started cooking. And it's been the most amazing thing ever. I'm infusing olive oil now with garlic and red peppers. Mm -hmm. I'm experimenting with recipes, eating more healthy. And yeah, you look great. Processed (laughs) foods for me now is like, yeah. So the running joke is Ariana came to my house. That's my oldest daughter. And she called her dad. She's like, dad. Mom has a cabinet full of seasonings, but there's no food in the refrigerator. (laughs) He said, that's because your mom goes to the store when she's going to cook. She doesn't get the meat, put it in the freezer and then take it out. She gets it the day she's going to cook it. Right. And so that's, that's been my thing. Like if I've had a stressful day, like last night, I worked Mm -hmm. 12 hours. I came home and I was like, yep, we're going to make this lobster fried rice and we're going to do these, um, Pot stickers. So I was making freshly made pot stickers out of chicken sausage. And she's got a great Instagram that shows all this yummy food. P.S. Yes. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, wind down with a glass of your sangria and cook. And and so that's that's my balance. Love it's it. crazy. And mm-hmm. I don't eat all the food that I cook. <laughs> but making it is so much fun. I'll be over soon for a plate. Oh, Thank anytime. You, you know there's always food at my house. Yes, there is. Thank goodness. Cause, and it's so good. It's so good. Well, um, Yolanda Brown. Yes. Yanni Brown. Yes. <laughs> it's been a pleasure. How can people find you in the world? I'm easy. I'm YanniBrown.com. Mm-hmm. Um, hash, no, not hashtag. I am Making Love Better, and that's M-A-K-I-N-G-L-O-V-E-B-E-T-T-R across all my social media. And I will have this in all the notes, um, so you can easily find this phenomenal woman. Is there yes. anything that people should know about that's coming up soon? Uh, you know, I, in my mind, because things that are coming up soon for me aren't actually things that are happening, but things that I'm attempting to speak into existence. Yes. So uh, I'm trying to do a wine down with Yanni Brown tour. I'd love to come and cook for you, bring some signature wine over, and talk about life. Love that. Yeah. I love that. Thank you so much for Yay. this. And thank you for winding down with me. We Yay. didn't have any wine. We had Girl, coffee. you should have told me how to brought some. I know. I didn't think about it. <laughs> but thank you so much. This you has are been so great. You're very welcome. And Yay. So are we going to eat now? I hope you enjoyed that amazing conversation that I just had with Yanni Brown. Like I said, she is a phenomenal woman. And take away from this conversation inspiration and resilience. And yeah, you too can do it. Get up and make things happen. Please check us out on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and the mothersmilkworld.com website. Please subscribe, leave a comment, 
give me lots of stars so we can just keep on moving up in the ranks and more people get to indulge and enjoy these episodes of moms showing their greatness. Have an amazing rest of your day. Thanks. Thanks.